Geek Shock. Geek Shock. I am Ant. getting so hot. Get it. Right next to you. Me? Yes. There he is. You see him? And attack. Get him. Yeah. Get him. That, whatever. If you're going to be doing that all day, you might as well turn on the Xbox. I'm too fat. I can't reach around the chair. It's like play- what the hell was that? You missed it. It's like playing R type. Yeah, you missed it again. What kind of shoes? Listen, do you- whoa, 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 whoa! We are on the second floor. Yeah, we we sprayed poison. Spray. They'll eventually die. <laughs> They'll die of ennui. So, so, so the pest fighting Billy doesn't run in the family, huh? Just your brother? No, my brother doesn't. Know okay, because that was pretty pathetic. <laughs> was that like five times? That was eight or nine at least. <laughs> it's like a cockroach; it flattened out. Yeah. It's like you burned more calories than there were ants. Yeah, <laughs> I was in a crappy apartment in Philadelphia that had cockroaches, and uh, I, I got killed him with a blowtorch. It was fun. <laughs> you killed him with a blowtorch? A, a binocular blowtorch. You know, you take the binocular. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. you're gonna say like. Nice. I thought you were going to say a gun because you're a Philly. You Seven with, with one blow. You can do the same thing with <laughs> Brave Little spray. Taylor over here. <laughs> oh, I haven't thought of that in a yeah. minute. <laughs> Welcome, folks. This is Geek Shock number 261. I am Master Torgo. Your mom's favorite candy. 80s Jeff. <laughs> Fact check daddy. Flip Floppy Matt. And we're here to talk Week in Geek. Gentlemen, what'd you do this week? What's, what you want to talk about? You know, I often have very little geeky to talk about, but I overwhelmed on geek this weekend. Yeah? Oh, really? I did the Vegas Vi Comic Festival. I bought some new, uh, some new Nerd Rock CDs from... Uh, 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 it must have been great. Kirby Crackle, no. and I'm trying to remember the... Oh, Hello the Future, which is a band I... Well, a band I hadn't heard before. is really one woman, but... And uh, then I went to L.A. and went to see Stan Freeberg, and my daughter got to hug Weird Al. Your daughter got to hug Weird Al. She did. That's awesome. Now, for those who, who? don't know in the listening audience, who is Stan Freeberg? Stan Freeberg was Weird Al in the fifties. Actually, a little bit more than that. He did. He sort of, um, sort of mainstream parody records. He uh, he was the first Elvis impersonator because he hated rock and roll so much that two weeks after Elvis had Heartbreak Hotel came out, he came up with a parody of it. So he was. Doing Elvis two weeks after Elvis hit it, hit the big time. What was his parody? <laughs> oh, wow. uh, he did Heartbreak Hotel, but he like was making fun of the Echo, and he, like, the Echo just starts getting ridiculous in it, and he's like, "More Echo, 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 Echo." <laughs> <laughs> it's too much Echo, 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 Echo. Yeah. Um, so, how was Weird Al involved? Well, um, it was a tribute to to, to Stan Freeberg, and which is what I went out for is a tribute to Stan Freeberg. I didn't know exactly, you know, they he did commercials eventually too. He did funny commercials, so I knew they're going to be running some of those, but. Um, they ran a bunch of old clips and uh, and uh, from his TV appearances, like old black and white. Uh, what is it? Kinescopes? Is that the thing where they shoot the video at the? They shoot the film projector at the monitor to capture it. Anyways, it's an old way of capturing. Before they had videotape, they captured it with film. Okay. So they have a weird look. So a couple of those. Um, but uh, the, you know, a bunch of people came up and talked about him at various points, and a couple film people I didn't know. Um, but. Uh, Mickey Dolan's came up. They showed a little clip from the monkeys. Stan Freeberg was in. Fun. Um, uh, Leonard Malton was there. And Weird Al went and talked about music. And uh, the whole thing was emceed by um, Homer Simpson. Dan Castellaneta. Oh, no. Sorry. Not Homer Simpson. Uh, uh, crap. Um, the other Homer Simpson. Oh. Oh, damn. We're right on my head the minute I thought of it. Uh, Hank Azaria. No, the guy from uh, Spinal Tap. Um, ah. Uh, the one who plays Mr. Burns. Yes, yes, I think so. Uh, Harry Shear. Harry Shear. Harry yeah. Shear was the the uh, 
What a star-studded event for, it was. for nerds. And then at the end of it, everyone went up to the uh, to the front of the theater to, to get uh, the signatures from Stan. And Frankie and I are like, "You want to get a signature? Because I already met Stan before, and you know he was more together than he's he's starting to slip a little bit." And uh, no, so you know, so I went down to uh, the back to the theater because mm-hmm. I knew uh, Mark Evanier was there, who sort of partially organized it. So I went down to say hi to Mark, thinking, of course, that Weird Al was long gone, but there was a bunch of people waiting to talk to Weird Al, and Frankie was going to talk to Weird Al, so yeah, sure. I'll catch up in a second. And I got <laughs> up there. I caught up there just as she got up to him and said, hello, I'm Frankie. I'm a real big fan of yours. Would you like a hug? That sounds like Frankie. And then, oh, you're sweet. He gave me a hug, and, <laughs> and then that was it. I mean, he hugged her, and he walked off. She was like the last person to see him before he disappeared off the stage. That's awesome. Yeah. Very awesome. Yeah. Right, I certainly can't top that. Although I did see the Fathom events. That's those one-time live events at uh, movie theaters. Yeah, yep. you did. Which one? I saw the live from England National Theater performance of Frankenstein with Benedict Cumberbatch. Wow. And, and Miller. And wow, that is amazing. That was a what a night at the theater. It was... <laughs> Does Cumberbatch play the doctor or the monster? This version, he played the doctor, but they switch off. Whoa. Oh, so they okay. had Fathom events where you could see him in either role, but this was the one where he played the doctor. But mm. Johnny Lee Miller as the monster is probably the best Frankenstein's monster I have ever seen. Wow. To a T. He, w- he was the perfect balance of, of pathos and villainy. So wait, you had Johnny Lee Miller and Benedict Cumberbatch in the same stage production. Yeah. So you had the two Sherlock Holmes yeah. on stage yeah. playing in the Frankenstein. Tip top. So they had nice. him so it was it was the monster as the uh the thinking monster. Yes, like, in yeah. fully vocalized, yeah. learned, educated. The one I want to see in my in my, poet. Series, in my series. Yeah. 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 If you want to see this is we were talking about incarnations of Frankenstein in the past, this is the best one I've ever seen. So what would I have seen John Lee Miller in besides uh, uh, Sherlock Holmes? Sherlock Holmes I haven't seen. What do you, which Sherlock well, the, he's, the, he's on the CBS version of Sherlock Holmes Elementary. Okay, um, I've seen he that. He was in yeah, Hackers. Breakout role was Hackers, years, yo. Years, years back. <laughs> That's right. He was, oh, and he yeah. was, I forgot him. Well, that. he was married to Angelina Jolie for a little while. That was the love of her life. She talks very highly of Johnny Lee Miller to this day. Oh, shoot, what else is he blood around? She did not go there, but she really she really loved him. Yeah, they. they well, they, look at what she got after Billy right, Bob. Right. There's a lot of different <laughs> stuff going on after. We, we've all taken Oh, he was yeah. in Trainspotting, too. <laughs> right. Oh, wow. Trainspotting was great. He's had uh, quite the illustrious career, Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, he's, yeah, he's yeah. been around for a while. So but, just ha- as soon as he said hackers, I know who it is now, yeah. Incredible. Yeah. If they end up releasing this on DVD, Crash I'm going to buy an yeah. yeah, I want to see it to get it. Such a stupid movie. <laughs> but anyways. I love that fucking movie. <laughs> oh, wait, I missed that. What, what movie? Hackers. hackers. Oh, okay, yeah. The soundtrack is the bomb. It was one of the first uh, EDM soundtracks, really. And it was had some really great stuff. Got me hooked on Prodigy. Okay, yeah. Yeah, introduced me to a lot of, a lot of good stuff. Changed my taste. Started to develop my taste in EDM. Yeah, some really good stuff. <laughs> I just people. I just remember it being very laughable because I was big into computers. Oh, I wasn't, if you knew the first I thing about computers, you'd be like, what yeah, the that's, fuck? So that's, it was a whole 90s thing. Yeah. That, the net. And let us not forget... 
Penn Jillette is the computer security guy for the villains. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it since the night. Yeah. I've never seen a movie. I love this movie. See, this one, uh, also, the villain, the main villain woman is the doctor from Sopranos. Yep. She's actually the main villain woman. Uh, of course, you've got Skeet Ulrich in a the one and only. prominent role. Uh, one of his first being Skeet role and every <laughs> he's basically that same character every single fucking thing he's done. Uh, what else would I have seen? Even Hamlet. Skeet Oric. Dude, don't 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 badmouth him because Jericho was awesome. Scream two. Jericho I think. was awesome. Jericho's okay. awesome. Uh, he was in um, Wing Commander. He was in. <laughs> yeah. How do the, I know some the, the, the cast of that movie uh, was just SLC yeah. Punk, right? You had Matthew yeah. Lillard in it. That's who um, I meant to say. You're thinking Matthew Lillard. Lillard. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm getting my and, skeets oh, and my Lillard. And Matthew Lillard Fisher or? Stevens yeah. was the bad guy. Matthew Lillard. He was the, the, the evil hacker. And Skeet Ulrich. Oh, it was so Yeah, Matthew horrible. Lillard's the one I'm getting confused with. It was uh, Shaggy and So Matthew right. Lillard was in Hackers or no? Yes. Okay. Him I know. There you go. It's Scream real, too. Yeah. Real tall dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he does a very good Shaggy. Skeet Ulrich. Which well, one's he's, he? He's the current he voice on the He also kind of plays the same character in every movie. He yeah, but what is... He usually has a little pencil thin mustache. He was last in Sinister, the last thing I saw him in. Uh, which he was actually good. That role was dude, very Skeetish. Skeety. Skeet, 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 Which, by skeet, the way, skeet, speaking skeet, of Jericho, there, '80s Jeff, I saw yes. Major Beck walking around in Venetian on the over the weekend. Oh yeah, she walked up to him and I said, "What are we gonna do about Newburn?" He looked at me and walked away. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> wow!" I was like, "Wow!" I didn't think he liked that. Oh, that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, yeah the actors like nothing more than you repeating their lines from movies years ago back to them. That's their favorite thing, with, uh. with a few with a few exceptions. <laughs> Mandy Pimpkin is fine with you doing the Amigo Montoya line to him, apparently. <laughs> I think you'd be happy that someone recognized him. I don't know. He kind of looked at me like, and then like walked away. (laughs) (laughs) But I would be happy. It wasn't the highlight of his career. I I would love it. You you know that you made an impression. Yeah, 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 it's kind of fun. Only geeky thing I did over the weekend, other than piss off Major Beck. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The game I play right now is called Marvel Heroes by Gazillion and Juggernaut just got released. Marvel Heroes. That's the free game on the PC. Yes, uh, ARPG like like Diablo. Okay. Creator of Diablo 2, David Brevik, uh, behind that. Juggernaut just got released, so I've been smashing shit with Juggernaut and having a blast. I'm the having goddamn a Juggernaut. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, God. Uh, Stay out of my balloon knot. <laughs> Vinny Jones? Yeah, it's right. I'm Vinny fucking Jones, the goddamn Juggernaut. Oh, jeez. He was just in, uh... oh, what was that Sylvester Stallone movie? Oh, uh, where, where they he breaks out of prison. He just spit up Pepsi. From That's like eight of us as well movies. <laughs> well, no, but the, like, one, the one with the, the one with the, Arnold. What happened to you? Yeah, it was just it was just well, in theaters last year. That's what happens when you fuck year. with the juggernaut. <laughs> you done, you done choked the Canadian man. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah, Vinny Jones is in that, and I'm just like, oh my god, Vinny it's with so the bad. over the top. It's like there's a time and place for over the top Vinny Jones. This movie was not the time or the place. <laughs> Did you spit Pepsi on internet Mimi for, oh, I'm the goddamn juggernaut, did bitch. You say, did you say Mimi? <laughs> or whatever. Meme. 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 Know your meme. Yeah, those, those, uh, dun, those dun, I'm the goddamn dun, dun, juggernaut dun, memes dun, are pretty dun, fucking dun, great. Dun, dun. <laughs> I'm the goddamn juggernaut. It has nothing to do with the character. Just someone totally just created it. But I'm going to use it in X-Men 3. It's the dumbest thing. Well, that movie's so bad, and that's yeah. like the worst part of that whole movie, <laughs> which is saying something. It encapsulates it, without yeah. a doubt. I'm the goddamn juggernaut. <laughs> 
Well, fuck me. <laughs> the, the honest trailers for uh, X-Men Days of Future Past. One of the lines in there is like, from the director who has the power to completely erase Brett Ratner from history. Yep. <laughs> it's just like, that's awesome. That's, what, that's essentially all that movie was. Oh, it completely. I watched that movie again this weekend. Wipe the slate it's clean. It's okay. I really it's liked not, it. It's not no. out the ballpark. I didn't see Which it, one? so. Yeah. It's okay. The third one or the fourth one? The, the new one. The, 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 the most recent great. one. X-Men, okay. days, the fifth, the X-Men days of Future Past. The yeah. fifth one, essentially. One of the things that um, Rachel and Miles explain the X-Men, they, they go into the whole thing with the juggernaut. It, it's like the first point where you re- That's the first part where you realize that uh, Professor Xavier is a jerk. Because <laughs> that's the, his brother, right? Well, in, the, fir- in the first issue, Step-brother. he explains that he lost his legs when he, you know, he lost his legs as a child. And then he tells a story about, you know, being in uh, jungles with his brother. <laughs> in the war, right? Yeah. He's a liar. Wait a minute. Well, but he got, his, he got his legs back during dirt certain points, right? Probably. Taking yeah. drugs and shit. Yeah, well, they have to throughout retcon the, everything so much to make sense of all the stuff they screwed up. I was going to say, throughout the history of that comic, they've they've changed his background. And then, like, when he actually got paralyzed. And yeah. then they've retconned a lot of that stuff as they've gone that's forward. That's probably where the word retcon came from. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, I, mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's why that, that uh, podcast is so fun is because they just explain all the batshit crazy stuff and go back and they have to go back and forth on. I have started listening to that. It is a stellar podcast. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I mean, if you don't like the X-Men, it won't win you over. But they know what they're talking about, and they're very entertaining. And, and, they, and they love it. They yes. very much love the... It the is, even, though, even though they're making fun of it and making fun of all the ret- retcons, they love it. And it, it is it a shows. place of love, yeah. without a doubt. Jeff, did you do anything this week? Besides uh, watch your team lose? Uh, <laughs> yes. Ow, Ow, wow. Wow. You got to rub salt in the wound there, yeah. You have all of Kansas no, matters. You know what? Honestly, I it, I don't consider it a wound. I, I was very proud of those guys. They did an amazing job all season. Um, and the World Series went down to game seven. And it was, the final score was three to two. So, I mean, it wasn't like either team was just totally dominating the game. It Use. literally came down to one freak play in one inning that got San Fran one more run. Well, I actually so. have you to thank because when I came home... Uh-huh expecting to watch horror movies and I forgot that the game was on so when I walked in I'm like the game is on that's what started me searching other venues and ended up going to Frankenstein so thank oh. you oh. for watching baseball that day you suck <laughs> you came in second in the country <laughs> well, speaking of Frankenstein uh, last uh, episode I guess you could say uh, we talked about potential series uh, reboots of Frankenstein since that was happening right and you've tossed it out there what are some good ways of rebooting Frankenstein uh, Scully wrote in uh, Scully. and uh, made some suggestions. So here's some uh, TV shows that Scully put forward as possible Frankensteins. Uh, this one's called Prankenstein. <laughs> That's good. I already like it. I already like it. Green light. I'm in. Green light. A hilarious new reality show where the recently deceased loved ones of unsuspecting contestants are reanimated and sent back home to their families. <laughs> oh, God. Hidden cameras then record the hijinks. And just when you think it can't get any funnier, show host Jamie Kennedy pops out declaring, You got Frankenstein! Uh, that's pretty good. The reanimated corpse is then set on fire and destroyed. I like it. I like it. That's good. I want it. I still want to have that filmed. <laughs> <laughs> he also put forth uh, funny, yeah. a, a show called uh, It's Frankenstein's Monster. This is another reality show where contestants o- enter a local comic book shop and start repeatedly referring to Frankenstein's monster as just Frankenstein. 
until they are corrected by resident neckbeards. The contestant who gets corrected the quickest wins. I would like to trump that neckbeard. <laughs> Technically, Frankenstein is fine for the monster because in the book he actually says something. There's a line about him: "Don't, don't, don't." Children name themselves after their fathers. There it is. Fact check just owned you, Scully. <laughs> so and his finally, name is Doctor. <laughs> yes, and he's a time lord, an undead, an undead time lord. Boo. That'd Dr. be Frank and Boo who? Burns. Frank and who? Frank. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really gross. Oh, boy. Reanimate. 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 And finally, he put forth uh, Steinhard. It's just Die Hard with a shitload of Frankensteins. <laughs> oh, yes. Steinhard. And that brings us to news you don't give a shit about. Hurrah. Yeah, you bet, hurrah. Life. Oh, it's Lifetime Network. It always starts out so well. Uh, no, it doesn't. Lifetime Network has released the Grumpy Cat movie trailer. Uh, oh, Jesus. Giving the first look at Aubrey Plaza's voicing of Internet's favorite cat, whose real name is actually Tartar Sauce, uh, in her first fictional film adventure, Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. Gentlemen, here's the synopsis. Wait, before you start. Is this any different from a Garfield movie? Uh, it sounds the same. Well, I'll say the synopsis. You tell me. I guarantee you tartar, tartar sauce hates Mondays. I'll tell you what. <laughs> you want to cry? Watch the Garfield Christmas. We watched that last year. It's really sad. I mean, I've seen it before. It's That's, sad. It's been a while since I've, I've watched it. I know I have. I remembered what, the song what's so from when I was a kid. I think uh, Grandmother Dies eventually. Oh. Wow. Well, that's dark. Merry yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're not like funny grandmother. Oh, no, no, no. The grandmother, doesn't the, die. the grandmother doesn't die. It's uh, oh, they dies. find John dies. They find uh, the grandfather, the dead grandfather's old stuff, and give it to the grandmother. Oh, that's touching. It's touching. It's. Did good. they find Lyle while they're looking around? They don't find Lyle. Well, no, he's there. <laughs> Lyle is in the really. Wait. No, they find the body of Nurgle. No, no, that's no, what no. not why. Not Lyle. Lyle's the one with the mustache, right? Yeah, Lyle's the one that just like 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 disappeared. He was like, John's they, friend. He was John's friend that just. Right. Stopped using. And yeah, they didn't know that. But but John's brother is there. Something boy is his name. Not oh, yeah, John. John yeah. Boy. Yeah, but Doc <laughs> Boy. Doc Boy. Right, boy. because, because they're like, basically always like stop calling me Doc Boy. Be, he'll be like, yeah, yeah, okay. it's do- yeah, they're real country. They go out to the to the country for the for the celebrations, and Garfield hates it. But then he ends up liking it. All right, Odie has a big old time. That's Garfield <laughs> and Odie, <laughs> and U.S. Acres. Never got into U.S. Acres. Nor should you. And Grumpy <laughs> Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. Oh, fuck you, movie. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. I'm so sick of that phrase, worst or best thing ever. I'm so sick of it. I allow it once, and that was the best Christmas pageant ever, and that's the only one I allow. But that was, what, 20 years yeah, ago? Yeah, that was in the 80s. So, they're allowed. That, yeah, beyond <laughs> that, no. Oh, Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever. Grumpy Cat is a lonely cat living in a mall pet shop. Because she always gets passed over and never gets chosen by customers, this kitty develops a sour outlook on life until one day during the holidays. Fuck this thing already. (laughs) It's already perpetuating pet shop shit. Put it in a fucking kennel. 
pet shops are worse. I, I think it's because they wanted to set it in a mall yeah, so badly. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. Fuck that. It's terrible. They're perpetuating some real... Fuck you guys. Did this guy actually a cat lover? Does this guy actually care a fuck about animals? How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> How dare you? You're going to get through this three words at a time. But you're going to get That's through That's all right. That's okay. It's, it kind of needs the breaks. A very special 12-year-old girl named... Oh, boy. What? Crystal. Hey! Spelled, I'm on a candy can. Spelled <laughs> C-H-Y-R-S-T-A-L. Oh, jeez, I'm crow. Enters the pet store and falls in love with Grumpy Cat. I want the grumpy one. <laughs> a unique friendship is formed between the two when Crystal finds she is the only person who can hear this unique feline talk. Oh my Completely God. original idea. Yeah. That in, hasn't been done before. In the Fucking middle shit. In the middle of the holiday rush, Grumpy reluctantly thwarts the kidnapping of an expensive exotic dog she can't stand and rescues Crystal after the mall closes on Christmas Eve. Will Grumpy Cat learn the true meaning of Christmas? Or will it be in Grumpy's words <laughs> What the hell? worst Christmas ever? Red light. <laughs> yes, the okay. true meaning of Christmas. Now, Let's it, break out of this, this mall. Is this animated? No. no it's live action. Live action. Are Double they, are they operating Grumpy Cat like a marionette? It's just marionette. the cat sitting there confused. And just sticking a carrot up his ass and putting peanut butter in his mouth. Like <laughs> <laughs> they did all that shit. Uh, is that how they did Mr. Ed? That's exactly uh, how A carrot in the ass? That was the ass rumor. Peanut butter, butter I knew. Rumor, my butt. <laughs> Why? What? Huh? You're you gonna make, make me look right now? I knew some carrot operators. <laughs> no. So first, help me out. Who? Who's Aubrey Plaza? Uh, that is the gal from um, the uh, Parks you and Recreation. You saw okay. her in that time travel movie where the yes. the guy puts the ad in and she Safety volunteers. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. She's I couldn't good think of the that. Name. Uh, but she's the same. I, thing. I, I, I've, for the show, I watched the trailer so I could get the true horror of the it vibe, all. Yeah. And that is not a good voice for Grumpy Cat. I'm sure. At all. At all. Well, it's not. It's. Well, it I guess sounds, they went, they went it's, female it's, probably just trying well, to differentiate Grumpy Cat's from, a female cat. So I'm sure that's part of it, too. But at the same time, it's, again, it's Aubrey Plaza's voice sounds like Grumpy Cat's a 14-year-old girl. Yeah. Right. You know what would have been great for the voice is, uh, what's her name, Christine Marinsky, uh uh, well, she, she, originally it was the uh, I can't remember her name the uh, the star of Glee the uh, the phys ed teacher. Oh, that'd name? be good. Yeah, uh, so that would have been a good voice. I Jane, think. Jane yeah. Lynch. No, Lynch. Jane. Yeah, 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 yeah that's Lynch. right. Jane Lynch. Yeah, I, I think that would have worked. But if oh, I heard in the trailer, I'm like, ooh, that just or like a Meryl Streep like or something. There's yeah. no win. There's no win no, with that. No, there, there's no win in this whole thing. There's no win in it. It's Lifetime yeah. Christmas movie. That's a damn shame. And well, everyone's going to turn in because it's Grumpy Cat. Cash that check, Aubrey <laughs> Plaza. Roll roll with the punches, girl. If you are interested, Grumpy Cat's Worst Christmas Ever will premiere on November 29th in 2014 on Lifetime. Just in time for Christmas. Shopping. <laughs> I'm happy not to have cable. Yeah, right? <laughs> No reason for it anymore. <laughs> cut cut those ties. Measure. You have a few weeks it's to cut your cable ties in measure. protest. Because if you don't, there's there's the off chance you'll be flipping through and catch some. Yep, and oh. then and then if you catch it at the right time, that means the Nielsen ratings are going to catch you, and then you will have contributed to the problem. Holy crap! Yep. When I was out in L.A. at the hotel, I, I fell asleep before Frankie did, 
And I woke up in the middle of the night dreaming about mooses and like weird scientific stuff about mooses. <laughs> and I popped up and like there's some goddamn show about mooses on the TV. It entered my dreams. <laughs> what? Yeah, that that stuff does that. <laughs> It's a shame you can have some moose knuckle in your dreams. <laughs> wow. I get all the moose knuckle you need over here, buddy. Whoa. <laughs> From a Canadian. Whoa. 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 We don't say moose knuckle lightly in Canada. Because we fucking know what that shit's about. Ooh-wee. A boot. A boot. Don't fuck a moose knuckle. You guys. Is it a moose? A boot noose? <laughs> I don't know. Y'all are fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) News you don't give a shit about the plot synopsis for Terminator Genesis. Okay, (laughs) goddamn, another one was uh, was put out a week Entertainment Weekly's uh, preview of the film. I guess you consider this a very mild spoiler, but not really. So if you're so hard bent, I'm not going to sit in the theater. Seconds. Uh, If we don't change the cause, we're all dead. We're all dead. So stupid ass. So here it is. Sarah Connor isn't the innocent she was when Linda Hamilton first sported feathered hair and acid washed jeans in the role. Nor is she Hamilton's steely zero body fat warrior in 1991's T2. Rather, the mother of humanity's messiah was orphaned by a Terminator at age nine. Since then, she's been raised by Schwarzenegger's Terminator, an older T-800 she calls Pops. This is a reimagining? It is a reimagining reboot, basically. So all that other stuff. All the other stuff. Yeah, this, this, this is a whole new this, story. This Start it over. Up. But they're using the names of the old characters. Ferragana's. Sarah Connor is. Yeah. This apparently another thing. Great. Yeah. What the fuck? The Terminator so the older, was babysitting her. Yeah. Yeah. That's since age nine. Pops. Since then, been I raised can't by Schwarzenegger. Kill a human until it turns ten years old. The older, <laughs> I have to wait my time. Most of the time, we spend babysitting. Humans would all be extinct if we'd catch them quick enough. But to have a baby, and we have to wait nine more months. Eventually, nine more years. I mean, ten years. Eventually, we kill them. But sometimes they get away, like when they ate. And then if they wait a few more years, they can have a baby of their own. And the cycle begins again. <laughs> it's a weird Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> I hate having to babysit these babies. I hate it. I wish I could do something else with my life. I wish I could not babysit these babies and kill them just with the babies. Oh. So the Schwarzenegger Terminator, an older T-800 she calls Pops. Yeah, I'm Pops. Who, who is programmed to guard rather than to kill. As a result, Sarah is a highly trained antisocial recluse who's great with a sniper rifle, but not so skilled at the nuances of human emotion. Okay. Terminator Genesis. Uh, okay. They're just trying for worse than four? Is that <laughs> They're just trying? Oh, God. That's that salvation. Oh. Oh, although, you know, Amelia oh. Clark is playing... Sarah Connors. That's she's the uh, uh, Darren Yees oh, in Game Dan- of Thrones. Daenerys Targaryen. Daenerys Targaryen. Oh, this is that's just a paycheck, dude. <laughs> that's just a straight up paycheck. And then you have the uh, the Doctor Who, last Doctor Who, Matt Smith. Smith. Matt Smith. He's in it. Ugh, it just uh, here it comes. I'm not. I'm not going to see it in the theaters. Uh, I, I'm apparently, just not. this 
ends up falling back into like the options get done and it falls into Cameron's hands again in like five years. He's never going to touch that shit again. No. Maybe he will. But well, he's, he's, he's talked a little bit about it. He, and he says that, you know, I have some ideas, but I'm too busy with Avatar right now. Right, I was going to say, out. he's got yeah, Avatar, Avatar so, but 2, he, 3, and he 4. He does right? seem to be uh, happy to have it back in his hands. I can imagine. <laughs> Between oh, that, that and Piranha, what loss? <laughs> Terminator Salvation was just goddamn awful. Yeah. Awful. You know what? Even Joe Schmoes kind of know that now, which is nice. Like, I heard just general plebeians talking about how terrible that fucking movie was. Yeah. They finally get it. They start to get it. It's, it's nice to have some more discerning audiences out there. But then again, Terminator did well this summer. Not Terminator. Uh, Transformers did well this summer. Oh, It so. did well abroad. It didn't do that well domestically. Yeah, it didn't do as hot domestically. Not as hot, but it still, it made, still made some money. money. Japan, Although, if you watch the Honest Trailers on it, they make some really interesting oh, yeah. points about why well, that... Well, Honest Trailers always makes interesting points on every movie they do. But this one, it, it did, like the whole second half of the film is, is geared towards... Uh, China. It's pandering yeah. all yeah, the way it's, through. It's like it's like they even in, is it unexpectedly shift the movie from America to China. It's like for no given reason. It just all of a sudden it's there, and then they make all the uh, the heroes, uh, the Chinese mm-hmm. people. And there's a the bunch China. of trans pandas in it. That's yeah, I was gonna say. Thing. Did you say no. we were panding? Trans pandas. <laughs> are they man or girl? Trans pandas. <laughs> What is in their pants? They don't know. That's why they won't fuck. Nope. Trans pandas. Oh, don't keep us in captivity. We don't want to fuck in captivity. I don't even know what you are. Well, neither do we. We're trans pandas. We're Nobody. somewhere in the middle. Nobody knows what you are. <laughs> trans panda. Where are you coming from, trans panda? Where are you going to? Nobody knows who you are. Oh, Spider Man. Oh, electric, electric company, company Spider Man. Yeah. Yeah, I've talked about it before. <laughs> yeah. If you ever want to weird yourself way the fuck out, go online. Look up the episode with the Yeti and that Morgan Freeman. Laugh. It's the strangest goddamn thing ever committed to film. It was on children's educational television. Has a grown man in a fursuit squatting down on ice cream cones consistently. It's the grossest, weirdest thing you've ever seen. It's part of why I fetishize what I do in my adult life. It's, it's more defining than I know. It's really disturbing. It's basically the hottest furry porn you've ever seen. <laughs> It'll blow your goddamn nut. Can't be any weirder than the SpongeBob porn, though. That thing was bizarre. Was bizarre? Know. You've seen it? Yes. <laughs> Did he fuck Patrick? No. No. Just a crab. Just a chance. Some, Mr. some random got girl that just all of a sudden was like obsessed with SpongeBob. And, and it. Uh, oh, and then Sponge, the, SpongeBob the crab, takes advantage. The crab and SpongeBob. Yeah, exactly. The crab and SpongeBob. <laughs> I don't Double know, teamer. Yeah. Mr. Krabs. Yeah, did, whatever the. I don't know. Did, I don't know decide, the, did he decide she was sponge worthy? I guess. It Whoa. Was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like That's the most bizarre film thing. Reference. I love it. Because they're in costume like the whole. The whole Except like, they're wieners. Minutes. Yeah. There's like there's like a hole in the costume or something. <laughs> This is the I thing. Did, I saw the I Avatar really one. I saw the Avatar porn, and it's just 
fucked up. Well, yeah, it's because they're just in makeup, and the yeah, makeup starts coming off. Yeah, they're where does it come off? He said knowingly. Comes off, and it's the dumbest thing. It's like, well, first of all, there's no makeup on their business, so it's like, oh, okay, you're all blue except for your dick, and then it's, and then it just gets all mucky, and it just uh, it's really bad. It's the body makeup starts. Uh, it's bad. They're off. sweating, and it's just like, and their armpits clearly like they missed armpit stuff. Like they did a good job, but they're like not as good, not thorough. And then <laughs> they just bend in a certain way. It's like, oh look, their neckline is showing. Oh look, they're fake as fuck. I wonder what the budget was for that movie. A dollar, <laughs> a dollar, and a blue dick. Avatar. News you don't give a shit about. A number of people who enjoy playing Smash Brothers 3DS on live have found themselves banned for 136 years. Wow. <laughs> this is a Nintendo being heavy-handed with players. Apparently, it's all due to an odd bug. Uh, according to one programmer, the bans occurred during a uh, due to a bug related to the game's ban verification process. He, he suggests his theory is that it involves a simple code error in the programming used to determine a player's correct ban length. Usually, the game bans people for up to 15 minutes. But those affected by this bug have been told they cannot play again for 71,582,030 minutes. Nintendo has yet to acknowledge the issue, but no doubt they'll have to at some point. Until Nintendo fixes this bug, players affected will be unable to play Smash Bros. 3DS online. Those wishing to avoid the ban should not continuously target a single opponent in group or free-for-all matches, and should not quit mid-match, which you shouldn't do anyway. Circling the drain. <laughs> wow. <Yeah>. Nintendo. <laughs> wow. And that brings us to Week in Geek! Yay. Yay, I guess? Yeah, I said yay. Okay. No, I'll give it a yay. Sci-fi! It's always sci-fi. Huh? Sci-fi's always got something going on now. Some new thing. They're desperate. <laughs> Yeah, they're they're re- overhauling themselves, and I appreciate it. No, I do too. I just I I, I hope it's not too little, too late. Uh, Sci-fi is bringing the third installment of Arthur C. Clarke's Odyssey books to life with Ridley Scott. The network revealed it is working with Scott's company with full support of the estates of both the author and 2001 of Space Odyssey director Stanley Kubrick to adopt Clarke's novel 3001: The Final Odyssey into a miniseries. With an adaption written by Stuart Beatty, who wrote Pirates of the Caribbean and Collateral, who will serve as executive producer along with Scott and David W. Zucker. The plot begins with the discovery of the frozen body of Frank Poole from 2001 A Space Odyssey and will resolve the story that spanned more than three decades. According to the announcement, Final Odyssey is a man-out-of-time story that, quote, offers an extraordinary range of complex characters with conflicting agendas, stunning visuals, and dark thematic meditations on the final fate of all humankind. Mark uh, Clark's uh, 1968 novel, 2001 Space Odyssey, was being written at the same time he and Kubrick co-authored the screenplay, based on his story The Sentinel, for the Academy Award-winning classic, which Kubrick helmed. The novel sequel, 2010, Odyssey 2, was also adapted into a movie by Peter Himes, and the third installment of the series, Final Odyssey, was published in 1997. The, I oh, never finished the third the, one. The second one's 2010, right? Yeah. Did I say 2000-something else? 2010, Odyssey 2. Yeah, okay. Yeah. In the, the movie, they changed the name of it. They, they changed it to the year we made contact, but the, the book is Odyssey 2. Uh, and the book and the movie are... 
similar in spots, but very different in other spots. Um, I actually, of course, like the book a lot better. The book's a lot more involved. Like most things, yeah. And there's just a few little things they don't touch on in 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 2010, which uh, and Odyssey three or Final Odyssey, I guess they changed it. I never finished that story. It's a really bizarre story. Um, you've got, like I said, they they find the, the the frozen body of Frank Poole. Hal is now a disembodied entity, much like Dave Bowman from the from the second film. So he's he's you know traveling with Dave and and they visit people and say you know things are coming that you need to be prepared for blah 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 it, it so what you're saying is you shouldn't see this without seeing Odyssey uh, one and two yeah you probably want to see yeah. the first because two. I'm completely lost yeah oh no I I was lost reading the book and I had read the first two <laughs> books and I'm just like I don't know where they're going with this but yeah you've got the whole yeah the fish out of water story with you know it's like it's a thousand years later yeah, because it goes from 2001 to 2010, so and then 3, it's 3001. So. Yeah. So, yeah, I never finished the third book, but, yeah, it was it was a bizarre story. Uh, the first two were just really cool and really well done. I don't know. Maybe I just didn't read far enough into it, but I was confused. 2001 is still one of the few science fiction movies where they actually work out how gravity works on a spaceship. It's I remember yeah, seeing they have the black plate scenes. Oh, it's spinning. The whole thing's spinning the whole time. Well, that's that's you're talking about. Yeah, that's the crew area that's spinning on uh, on this on the spacecraft. But also, like in the shuttle bays, there's uh, pseudo gravity, but only where those black plates are. So if they're not walking on the black plates, they're not attracted to the quote floor. Right. They're mag- it's magnetic, I assume. Or they never quite address that. It, like the specifics of what it is. Yeah, they said that if it's not um, if it's not the uh, the crew area that is rotating, that they have to walk on the black plates, or they're you know they'll float off. That's but like they, Babylon they, Five They, they talked about that in the book. They never quite talk about it in the in the movie, but they do describe it in great deal in the book. Now Kubrick did have those black plates on the spacecraft in the movie. They just never explained that that's what those were. So. Hmm. Anyway, so, so Odyssey fans, Odyssey three coming to Sci-Fi near you, really, Scott? Uh, if if you know, it could be good. It's about time Sci-Fi is reorganizing their whole lineup, getting getting rid of the wrestling bullshit. No, <laughs> don't get into it. <laughs> go on, go on, quick, 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 quick. I didn't it's, think of that comment. It's so bad. Rid of it. It's so bad. <laughs> Vince McMahon had to come out of retirement. This week, to oh try really? And write shit. Yeah. Hey, wow. you know, Stan Friedberg was also so a puppeteer. Bad. He did uh, Beanie and Cecil. Beanie and Cecil. Yeah. Yes, they're good. I know this probably goes. <laughs> this goes back to news you don't give a shit about. But uh, I think we pulled it off. The WWE Network was supposed to launch in the UK for how much? Uh, Nine ninety nine. <laughs> it was supposed to launch in the UK on Monday, mm-hmm. and they literally pulled it like at the last minute. Like it was, it was less than a couple hours away from premiering. And they had to put up a press release, and they've not explained why uh, they weren't going to launch it. <laughs> Lack but of subscribers, perhaps. No, I did just at the eleventh hour said, you know, uh, the launch has been delayed. Uh, details to come, and that's it. Well, they're giving it away for free again this month. Okay, so so if you sign up for it, get in your November, free dabble. You get a free month, but you have to give them all your info and all that junk, and then cancel it the next month. Yeah. So no thanks <laughs> for their pay per views, which are a joke. 
<laughs> it's a joke. But don't you get to all the ones going back if you subscribe to you like do. The early you, stuff? It, it's got some really good stuff on there, but I've purchased a lot of their DVD catalog at this point, and really I'm just into the a couple of the classic things that I really love from back in the day. Yeah, so I feel kind of bad right now, though, because they're whack, and uh, I keep supporting them by buying the action figures. I just got Andre the Giant last week, and I got the Road Warriors, Legion of Doom. I got some really good figures. They, they keep doing the flashbacks, but they can only sneak in one or two flashback figures every set of figures. So. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> My tough. worn action figure can kick your guy's ass. The who? My worn action figure can kick your action figure's ass. <laughs> I don't think so. You yeah, see right. how many fucking wrestlers I got sitting on shelf. It's a cage match. Yep. 20th Century Fox has hired screenwriter Josh Zetterner, who uh, wrote the Robocop remake, to pen the script for the Gambit film. Zetterner. Did anybody watch that Robocop remake? Yes. I did. You, you just it? watched it recently, Jeff. Uh, no, I didn't. Uh, oh, it was, you didn't. It's it. It wasn't on yet. So. Oh, wait. No, I'm thinking. Uh, Total Recall. I didn't see oh, the Robo- yeah. Robocop. No, the Total one. Recall. Did you see it? Remake. What'd I you saw. think? It's all right. Again, but I went into everything's it. Everything's just like. Eh. But I went into it knowing that it's probably not going to be as good as the old ones. <laughs> Nothing could be. So. Well, they completely. That movie changed was amazing. The story, right? That first yeah. one was out of control. Yeah. Yeah. God, and as a kid, the perfect time to see that movie. I mean, like, if I watched that as an adult, I'd be a little like. Meh. But 13, that's like, get out of town. I saw it as an adult, and it was fine. Okay, look at that. The story was pretty good, though. I hear all these people talking about, I was born in the wrong decade. I should have been wrong in the 60s, the 40s. Oh, I don't believe any of that shit. And I firmly believe I was born in the exact right decade to have an 80s childhood. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. shit was amazing. There was some great stuff going on then. That whole scene when Murphy's getting tortured before he's killed is still rough. Like I I, I couldn't watch it the other day. I had to to change the channel. They blow off his hand. They go Canseco on his ass. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I, I literally had to change the channel because it was giving me anxiety from like, I remember when I was a kid and I watched it for the first time. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> well, so, it, was, it was just so graphic. It was like the first movie I'd seen that, that they went to that extent with the... It was pretty over the top. Yeah, it, it was very over the top, you know. So the tumor will be working from what a... a t- it's not a tumor. From a treatment... It's, a it's not a tumor. For Gambit, written by legendary Marvel Comics writer Chris Claremont, who created the Rage and Cajun in the 90s with artist Jim Lee and first introduced him in the pages of Uncanny X-Men, near the end of Claremont's, well, still unbeaten 16-year run on that book. The plot of the movie, of course, remains a secret, but Channing Tatum is officially attached. Oh, God. <laughs> There is speculation that Gambit will make a cameo in 2016's X-Men Apocalypse before leading his own movie, but that remains a rumor for now. Such a stupid character. I can charge kinetic energy into the objects and throw it. So if we're in a knick-knack store, watch out. But very popular, it's time. I know, it's stupid. People love the... I guarantee. If it's in the right hands. Uh, my buddy uh, James Asmus did a run on Gambit recently. Hmm. Uh, it's It's good stuff. He's a good writer. So it's you know any anything in the right hands. Um, his power is a little strange to be sure, but I've always enjoyed Gambit. But then I was a kid of the the nineties X Men cartoon. Sure, I, I missed Gambit. Gambit was after I stopped reading, and I've seen little bits of him here and there, but not enough to get a grip on him. Right. 
And Claremont's one of the most respected X-Men writers, so if he's done that, it's his treatment, yep. his story. So yeah. I look forward to finding out all about him by watching Rachel and Miles. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob Liefeld, the creator of Deadpool, was at Kamikaze in L.A. this week. And at one point during his Q&A session, he seemingly confirmed that Fox is indeed using Ryan Reynolds for the role of, that the movie featuring the popular Marvel character is only happening because of Reynolds in the first place. Quote, Ryan is Deadpool. Look, Ryan Reynolds, he's gone through that same career arc. The guy's ridiculously talented. He has a huge, huge passion for Deadpool. Deadpool's not happening because he was a giant star. They said, Ryan what do you want to do? And he said Deadpool. That's why it happened. They would have no faith otherwise. That movie is because of his passion. He put together the team, unquote. I don't think he can judge his Deadpool performance based on the Wolverine thing because it was just, it was thrown in a sort of, there was no way to shoehorn that character into that movie. It really. There were some Deadpool-esque um, yeah. shots in the movie there. Yeah. Rob, Rob Liefeld actually said, uh, um, uh, just Michael and I saw him talk at the uh, Amazing Las Vegas Comic Con two years ago. and uh, Or I should say last year, uh, since last year was the first year. Um, How was the parking? Anyway, um, he said that uh, he was on set for some of that and saw some of the dailies. And he said the segments, the flashback segments with Ryan Reynolds, he said was perfect. He said, he's like, okay, if they do a Deadpool movie... This is the guy they got to have do it because this is that character. That flashback segment was all yeah. perfect on that as far as just the characterization goes. And, and then, that's why the break was so horrible. Yeah. It, well, he, he even said, he's like, I was so shocked when I saw the end. And for the longest time, he said, I'm not. He said he just wouldn't comment on the, the character. He says, but it's been enough years. He's like, they completely destroyed the character at the end of that film. He said, but if they go forward with the. Um, you know the film that he had hoped they were going to do with the script and so forth, and then he dis- he did a it's funny he did a live action description Re-enact- reenactment of the trailer that ended up getting leaked um, earlier this year. But he like actually acted it all out on stage for us. Fun. It was pretty. It was pretty funny. Have they done a crossover with Deadpool and She Hulk? At this point, I think they've done a crossover with Deadpool and everybody. So I don't know of I, one, but I'm sure I it enjoyed is. the 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 burn run of She Hulk, where where she was semi self aware of the uh, that she was in a comic. Yeah, I can see that combining well. Uh, but Ryan Poole wasn't the only big news that Leefield explained that one of his other popular creations will be making his feature film debut at some point in the future as well, and that's Cable. Oh, it's about fucking time. Cable, yes. Cable is a telekinetic and a telepathic mutant out of time from the future who is striving to create a better world for humanity and mutant kind alike. Hey, Cable, you're canceled. <laughs> he usually mentioned in the same breath as Deadpool as the two characters have had many team-up series over the years. Hey, Cable, change the channel. <laughs> God damn it. This Cable, is- no thanks. <laughs> I got satellite. Boom. <laughs> it's about time. <laughs> it's about time. Kurt Russell, if you're listening, get that part. Hey, Cable. It's about time, Warner. (laughs) (laughs) He's he's telekinetic? Yes. Why does he need those big guns then? Who, Cable? Because it was the 90s. Ah, okay. Who, Cable? Also, he's got a techno-organic virus. He's got... got, (laughs) Andy, I'm explaining to you why he has that gun. Because he's from the future. 
He's a soldier, and most of his power is being taken up by suppressing the techno-organic virus. Now, when you say gun, do you mean that he had a big gun, or he had, like, oh, guns? Yeah, yeah, both. All the action figures had. Machine guns and shotguns. And oh, it's, a, it's a plasma rifle. Okay. Is it? Okay. Yes, it's a plasma rifle. So it's a techno-organic uh, virus from Warlock? I have no idea. I should know that since I'm a huge Cable fan, but... <laughs> I like Warlock because he was the only uh, comic book character that looked like it was drawn by uh, um, Ralph Steadman. And Warlock, you mean Adam Warlock? No, I mean the the crazy New Mutants Warlock, the one that was like a yellow and black and looked different in every panel because he was always flipping around. The uh, Cable is Cyclops' son. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Who's the mom? Jean Grey's clone from Mr. Sinister. Hmm. Going into tricky deep X Men territory. I, I now. hate to beat a dead horse, but really, you got to start riffing <laughs> Rachel and Miles. <laughs> I do, you in, man. I definitely do. Yeah, they are they, they, are they, they teach, paying they you now? I mean, you've mentioned them like ten times this cast. Three, but yeah, yes, they are. <laughs> According to Bleeding Cool's resources, the Wonder Woman movie will predate Justice League and all the films that came before it. If this report is true, the Wonder Woman film will begin on Paradise Island, where the Amazons are divided into factions and struggling for power. Everything changes when a man arrives asking for help, and Diana follows him to the world outside the island. Once there, it will reportedly be revealed the film is set in the 1920s, at a time when women in America have just won the right to vote. Of course, because we can't just do a Wonder Woman film without doing the goddamn origin story. This time in American Again. history will all be filtered through <laughs> Diana's perspective and someone from a place where women already had all the power. Uh, the report did go on to say, though, that the Wonder Woman sequel will apparently be set in World War II and the third film will take Diana to present day. This is, of course, an unconfirmed report, but if it's true, it gives Wonder Woman in a unique place and perspective of the DC Universe that Batman and Superman don't have. There is potential there. Yeah, I kind of be a good, strong message behind that film. And I like the idea of setting something in the twenties for superheroes because there's yep. not much has been done in the twenties superheroes. Right. Not much. Well, I think that Sky Captain thing kind of had that vibe, but it really fell flat. And uh, yeah, and uh, for a movie that was made for three dollars, right? Yeah. Then there's uh, a. <laughs> yeah, I think the Captain America did good on the forties, but yeah, we haven't had a real twenties. This twenties, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Twenty. So th- yeah, this is the first time that I'm like, hmm, okay. That's kind of interesting, actually. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, she's gonna be knocking the shit out of bullets with her armbands. That's for sure. She's gonna be reflecting the fuck out of some Tommy guns. Hey, fellas, waster. She's gonna go. Yeah, she's gonna go right. My lasso compels you to tell the truth. I ain't done nothing. She. I ain't done. Oh shit. Damn straight, get out of here. Let's Whoa, go. I've been making booze in my bathtub. We should hooch. have a name for hey, that. Hey, stick with the vernacular. Hooch. Huh? Hooch. I've been making hooch in my bathtub. <laughs> it tastes like my fucking feet. But it'll get you drunk. That's for sure. Say, Dame, where'd you get this fancy piece of stringaling? Who <laughs> are you're a you're a nice looking one. Yeah, I'd like to take you to the movies and do terrible things there. <laughs> There's a point where the lasso of truth gets to be the in the way. The oh, pictures. I take you to the pictures, doll. Uh, what, what, I take what? you to the talkies and take you in the back where it's I, dark. I, I didn't want this much truth. <laughs> Come on. What was the comedian that Let's did that? I'll the... introduce you to my ma after that. I'll get you all hitched <laughs> up with me. 
Me and man live together. She doesn't use my upstairs room, though, because that's where I got my bathroom hooch. My bathtub bathroom hooch. That tastes like my feet. Your bathroom hooch? Bathroom hooch. Nothing better than my bathroom. Whoa, who's this guy? I make the best hooch in the cage. Yikes, I ain't seen nothing like that before. It's woos. Hey, Dame, do you understand a word he's saying? It's kind of gravelly. <laughs> <laughs> what are you saying there, mate? Sony Pictures just released the first trailer for Chappie, Sorry. the quirky sci-fi comedy by Neil Blomkamp, who did Elysium and District 9, written by Blomkamp and his wife, Terry Tatchell. Yes, already green light. The offbeat R-rated film stars Charlton Copley as the uh, a motion capture performance as an advanced robot who is kidnapped by a tattooed gangster couple to keep him from a ruthless anti-AI government agent, played by Hugh Jackman. Uh, Dave Patel plays the young roboticist who creates the innocent machine, which can paint, write poetry, have original ideas, and get inspired by classic Masters of the Universe cartoons. <laughs> now do you understand <laughs> the, the great Wide people are influenced Neil Bloomcamp is clear oh this tells me Bloomcamp wants in on that Masters project folks, so? folks oh. I wish you could have been here to see that Paul was looking down at the floor and as soon as Torgo read that line his head popped up and his eyes bu- bugged out about three sizes and he snapped the full two messes Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, full two messins. That's my band. The film full, seems to follow Chappie's enlightening messes. experiences as he tries to escape from a South African society that fears his technology. Set for release on March 6, 2015, Chappie is produced by X-Men's Simon Kinberg, also stars Sigourney Weaver, Ninja Yolandi Visser, mm-hmm. uh, Jose Pablo Cantillo, and Brandon Oret. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, wow. Yeah. The Arntwood is in there. Yeah, that was a surprise when I saw the trailer. They're the tattooed thugs. Yeah. They got a big part. So you watch the trailer. Yeah, they are a solid part of that movie. They're big. I read a weird article today about Ninja's supposed alleged bad behavior on set. Oh, yeah? I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. I did just see Elysium last week, though. Great. uh, It was pretty good. I wouldn't put it in the great category, but it was pretty good. It was pretty good. It's not as good as District Nine, but it's up yeah, there. Yeah, District Nine was uh, was was better in my opinion, but uh, but yeah, it was it was really good. And uh, what's his name that was in District Nine? Um, oh, I can't think of his name. Main character. Yeah, plays uh, Kru- uh, Agent he, Kruger in the yeah next plays version. Agent okay. Kruger in Elysium and yeah. kind of this su- pseudo psycho baddie. He's like the like the heavy of the film. <laughs> he does a really good job of it, like like this mean almost to the point of psychotic level of evil hmm. and just happens to be backed by this Elysium government so that he can take care of matters his own way and, and just in some in sometimes the most brutal fashion Is that he on can Netflix? think of uh n- no i i saw it on demand on ah, on cable but i like uh, that that gritty dystopian style of technology yeah. involved in those movies i like that a lot cuz it, it, it's like a window to what could be what's yeah. coming down the... Oh, yeah. Who is it that said, you want to see the future? Imagine a boot stomping on a human face <laughs> over and over again. Yeah, who was that? Um, that? Oh, that no. He's right. That is a quote. That is a real quote. Uh, oh, it's Orwell. Yeah. yeah it's George, it's George, George Orwell. Orwell. No, I've never heard that quote. Wow. Yeah. 
If you want to know the future, just imagine a boot stomping on a human face <laughs> forever. Yeah, wow. That's what it is, forever, yeah. I feel so much better now. Yeah, welcome to it. <laughs> well, these, these elections have just proved we're... We're on our way, baby. Yeah, we're, we're we I'm afraid midterms. to look. I'm afraid to see what, the, what it looks it's like. It's pretty gross. It's but, looking just, just yeah. from the just from the anecdotal stuff I'm seeing on my news feed. I'm like, oh yep. fuck, what the fuck? Yeah, this is painful. Oh boy. Did you vote no on question three? <laughs> uh, you know, I voted. I voted weird on my stuff. That which one was question three? You I don't know. Yeah, you're just talking. Yeah, uh, there. There's the. There's this weird thing in Nevada. Oh. More money for education through taxing of the businesses or whatever, something like something well, like that. Well, that one's one, but then there's, but then there's, I vote. I think I've voted no on both of those because if you really read into them, it's all malarkey. Now the one has a way of changing the constitution to try and get taxing on mines mm-hmm. back into some sensible order, but it's not going to happen. Even when yeah. you read it, it's like forget it. Yeah, so the legislation just, will keep it from. It's it's really pointless, and I just kind of feel like if I do try and spur this on it's only going to put money into someone else's pockets and it's going to take money away in the process of making these giant legal changes and nothing's really going to change for the mining industry it's very doubtful they've been paying four percent tax since the fucking 1800s this is amazing in theory they pay four percent in a lot of cases they don't pay anything granted yeah granted yeah (laughs) <laughs> yes. Well, and a world the, where you live in where four percent would be nice, and we're the largest yeah. gold producer in the country. Yeah, are we the largest gold producer in the world? Definitely, we're in the top year, right? We're in the top five, but I think we're in the top three in silver production. Yep. Frack it up! Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> Frack it up! I'll take it. I couldn't vote, so yeah, I don't know what the hell. Oh, la ti da! Aren't we Canadian? <laughs> I will not get my citizenship. Hell no. Oh, so you're staying Canadian living in America? That's correct. What are you doing? So you've got what? So he a wants- green card or something? Yes. 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 He, he married. Yeah. Is that how it worked? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Get, get so he wants all the all the disadvantages. <laughs> Gitmo, get in there. <laughs> he wants all the disadvantages of living in the country without the health care. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could be argued. Well, the, I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, didn't want to get this off on a political tangent. But anyways, go on, Master Torgo. <laughs> yeah, we're not a political podcast. Podcast. Mm. However, uh, damn. <laughs> that being said, Ebola. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. The 2011 movie Limitless, starring Bradley Cooper, may be making the jump to TV. CBS has given the go-ahead to produce a pilot based on the movie in which Cooper played a man who achieves incredible mental powers through the use of a mysterious new drug. Cooper is listed as an executive producer on the TV version, along with Alex Kurtzman and Roberto Orsi, making their return to the show, and several others, including the original movie's director, Neil Berger, who is on board to direct the pilot. The series will start where the movie ended. Hooray! Okay. I enjoyed that movie. Didn't see it. I re- here's the funny thing. I remember enjoying that movie. I can't remember much about it. Which is the state of most movies it, these days. It doesn't ring a bell. I didn't remember it coming out. I saw it. I just, it's, yeah, I, I'm with you. I mean, I remember little bits and pieces of it, but there's not like I remember one being little, done going, yeah. that's a pretty good movie, and then never remembering it ever again. I watched what? the trailer and I thought, well, there you go. <laughs> that's all you need to know. He takes what a else? drug, he gets smart. What else is Bradley Cooper in? Because I know when people are talking about Bradley Cooper in he, Galaxy, they were like, oh, God, no, not Bradley. I mean, he was fine. He's Rocket. Yeah. 
He's Rocket Raccoon. He was in A Team. Yeah. He was in um, Silver Linings Playbook. Yes. He's, oh, in he's also in that the, hangover. the Hangover. What did he play in I don't like the Hangover. He's the main guy in the Hangover Hannibal. that's going to get married. He's uh, no. No, no, he's no. Uh, he's like the best buddy. Or uh, sorry, he's the guy that gets oh, lost. That's right. No, no, it's no, um right? the other guy. No, it's um shit. Is it Face Murdoch? Face? In the Hangover, he's not the main guy. No, we're, we're talking, talking about the Hangover. Oh, yeah, right. Hang. Okay, A Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was Murdoch in Hangover. In, okay, Murdoch. Was he Murdoch? No, he was no. Face. No, he was Face. He was okay. Face. face. Yes. Okay. Oh yeah, he was Face because Murdoch was good. Face was <laughs> fine. Whatever. <laughs> no, say, but that fucking what do you call it is terrible. That that. You're oh, saying he wasn't up to the acting level of Dirk Benedict? Right. Oh, wow. What's that fucking movie they did? The Abscam movie? Abscam. Shit. It was a scandal in the 70s where they were uh, oh, bribing. Oh, uh, shoot. Oh, oh that um, American about. Hustle. Yes. That's one. I fucking hate American Hustle. And he's, yeah, I don't, I don't like it either. He's a joke in that yeah. fucking movie. And it's just such. And it got so much fucking dick sucking from people. I was like, what the fuck? Did you see that fucking movie? I did. And I heard it's just uh, scenery chewing all throughout. I, it's just garbage, man. That's the thing. Like, these people are like, oh, what an amazing. I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? It's totally ripping off P.T. Anderson style. It's shit, man. It's Who shit. Who in this room did you think would know Abscam if I didn't? <laughs> <laughs> I, I thoroughly knew you would get it. How about that? It was, I, a, was that. It was a scandal where the FBI was pretending to be Arabs to bribe somebody. I can't remember the details even. But uh, this, some crime organization, yeah. like a crime yeah. family. Fucked up. The mob or something. Yeah, you know? and they're all. It was a big deal about 1975 or something. Yeah. It was tantamount in scandalage to our Iran Contra situation. Similar kind of vibe. Hmm. That was back when you could still have a sex scandal with just having sex. Right? Yeah. Oh, man. Those were the days. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew who you fucked in. <laughs> girls were girls and boys were boys, kind of. Sticking your dick in something meant something in the end. <laughs> All the guys no who sucked my Johnson off. <laughs> All the girls that licked my pussy quaff. parts. <laughs> All the times we stroke it off. No, what the a day. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I was ready to play. <laughs> All in the bisexual family. My pussy quaff. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was something special. <laughs> did you make Come a man want to do that? Get that pussy quaff together. <laughs> I think I did. I kind of, I kind of burped a little. Get on your that. pussy quaff out of my chair, there, Eddie. <laughs> oh my god! Come on there, you dingbat! I gotta go. I gotta sit down there. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me put some curlers in my pussy quaff. <laughs> I'll have it all frizzed out for you, Rachi. You worried about your quaff queef? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> When I have a queef, my quaff floats. It's a special kind of whistle. Breezes through. <laughs> you go back and watch that show now? Oh, man. Anyways. Still holds up. I, heard it still, I haven't seen it, but I've heard it still holds up. What what they got away with? Well, not. Yeah. But, yeah. but was, see, but that was see, the that's, point. That's that was, the point. And, that's, and it was honest television, honest writing, and it really helped break down a lot of stuff. I, we could use a little... 
dash of that. Again. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I, that's we ha- we only have our animated shows anymore to look for those kinds of hard truths. I think I talked about this last week when when Duncan was in the hospital. I watched a bunch of old sitcoms, and that one still held. Even even the crappy one where they had the little girl in it held up. Now you mentioned Archie's yeah. place. Yeah, Archie's place. Yeah. I mean, the, the other episode I watched, and that well, one episode was they found out she was Jewish, and so they they actually converted it. Well, they they became part of the, of the synagogue to, so that they could take the girl to it. And then the other one was an episode where Edith's working in an old folks home and she lets a woman die because she wants to die. It's like, oh, do that now, man! Yeah. Still you know, Jesse stuff. Jackson on CNN the next day. Yeah. Friggin' wow! Those are not the kind of things they deal with on you know three men and a baby or whatever. <laughs> three men, <laughs> three men <laughs> and a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Andy. Was that ever made into a TV series? It was, Andy, yeah. Andy, oh, your wow. brontosaurus is double parked. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. Check, check when the hell that was a TV series. <laughs> Two and a half men. There you, there go. you go. That's a little better. It's, a little closer still, to, it's still a piece of shit thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. It's been the, I just don't watch regular TV, no, so I don't know what I. sitcoms I have, are out I, there to I make seen, you know. I've seen a half an episode of that show, and woo, it was enough. Oh, th- the two and a half men. Yeah, God, that show is soft. My dad loves it, and I'm just like, what? What? What is there to love about this show? I just and thank God this is the final season of modern it. sitcoms. Seem to be to written by people who hate sitcoms. I did yeah. watch the uh, first episode with Ashton Kutcher just to see what the hell they did, and that was enjoyable to watch, knowing I didn't have to watch anything else. <laughs> when you're free and clear. Yeah. Well, you, you know what they did with that, right? I don't want to rehash it. Well, okay. <laughs> We've already given two and a half men no, enough no airtime. No <laughs> Naked Ashton Kutcher. Oh. Created by Wes Craven, along with graphic novelist Steve Niles, who did 30 Days of Night, Coming of Rage. It's the five issue. <laughs> <laughs> that is every night in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> the five issue series. Coming of Rage. Ooh! Ooh! <laughs> Oh, come on. All those you're, you're ang- trying to kid us. <laughs> oh, I'm done. Ooh, <laughs> the rage. All those anger splats. The noise is way too similar to you squatching ants. I'll fucking teach you. Yeah, you like it? Take that. What are you thinking? Oh, oh, how dare you? Oh, oh, God damn it. Is this going on while you're watching the news? Because yep. you're just like, ah, oh, so angry. Oh, I haven't watched yeah, the news so in so titillating. long. I haven't watched the news in so long. I'll tell you what I watched. This is Here's my geeky thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Wait, I you did something an hour and a half later. I watched Frontline. Uh, do you guys ever watch Frontline? I have, I have. Yes. Right. No. So you need to start watching some Frontline. Oh, it's good. It's uh, it's terribly um, the new depressing. show Frontline. Yes, it's terribly depressing, but it will educate the fuck out of you. Uh, there is a great one out there right now. You can watch it on PBS on demand um, for free. It's the uh, formation of ISIS. It gives you the the history of what's going on, how that has all fallen to shit, and. It paints an absolutely clear picture of what went down for the last year and a half. Very clear as to what's going on. And it's really eye-opening. And if more people could see and understand that, 
so much stuff would change. I don't get it. I don't understand why. And this no is geeky because they're making a comic book about it. There's or nothing or geeky a, about it. Oh, that's okay. that's that's what I didn't do anything geeky. I watched depressing Apparently. true news stories. So bait and switch. But you need to see it. You need to see it. The one I saw was about the NSA and the the listening program. That's the one I saw. Yeah, I watched all that. Front that was line. a two parter. Yeah, but that dude. Was let good. me tell you. Yeah, but you watch this, I, and that there is some horrific violence and murder in that episode. It just it flattens you. It flattens you with what's going on over there. Mm-mm-mm. Serious Paul scares me. Yeah. <laughs> You should you should be Dude, scared. You, should, you, you have should be scared not of ISIS. Not of ISIS. What's scary is history repeating itself due to either blind ignorance, but at this point we know so much about that region and the politics of that region. It's the engineering of the eternal war that is just making me sick. And you see that. it in bold typeface right there in front of you it's like of course this is going to go to hell of course it is of course it is and if it doesn't go to hell we don't get to sell more tanks so yes that's what it really comes down to and we're going to be back in there very soon full on of the war machine. full military deployment very soon mm-hmm. you know you developed a thousand yard stare it's you watch that fucking documentary you will you will just You'll hang it up for the day. <laughs> Don't watch it if you've got stuff to do. It'll be the or, or just before you go to bed. Well, even not, I watched it before I went to bed. But woof, woof. Imagine you staring at the ceiling, You're making you miss the mooses. It's fucking hard. It's a hard <laughs> one, but watch it. It's important. It's important that we understand I this. I appreciate shit. you bringing that up because I want to see it. All right, yeah, do see it. They have another one on the the most da- deadliest border in the world, and it's not North Korea or South Korea. It's or Canada. No, no, no. <laughs> India and Pakistan. Oh, oh yeah. Holy fuck. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Hard to even call that a border. It's they keep <laughs> moving over the hell. Mm-hmm. Well, but yeah, the Kashmir region. But you're absolutely right. Yeah. There are there are you can watch any front line and get some real great knowledge. Yeah. And they're they're about as close to unbiased as you can get at this point. Hmm. Uh, We're just saying a lot. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like I'm an asshole going back to Wes Craven and his coming of rage. No, 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 no. <laughs> this is we Remember, provide we provide escapism for this <laughs> for that terrible world. For people who watch Remember that before he went into Serious Paul, there was a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was just coming of rage. That's right. <laughs> coming with rage. So this is uh, coming of rage. Uh, Wes Craven's first foray into the comic realm. Uh, the first three issues are released as digital exclusive for Amazon's Kindle via Liquid Comics. Along with the comic, Craven also plans to turn the project into a television series. Craven chatted with The Hollywood Reporter about the project, quote, A year ago, I had the beginnings of an unwritten joke that came into my head. A vampire, a werewolf, and a zombie walk into a bar. Ugh! Ugh! <laughs> Ugh! Pour me another. Just that. You think they, they would have seen it. What was the punchline? <laughs> Who cares? I just like the sound of it. My imagination went crazy thinking about what could happen with such a three... fucking minute. What was the punchline? Who cares? I fucking care. What is it? It's a werewolf. Werewolf, a vampire, and a zombie walks into a bar. Walk into the bar. All right. And uh, everybody bar- who doesn't have a drink Are named after really him buys. Are you doing this right now? <laughs> and the bartenders. Oh, bartender wow. says uh, <laughs> we don't serve. We okay. don't serve. Well, so, so we got to. 
We have to go through all three of them. They, uh, <laughs> we don't serve vampires here. And the vampires say... Uh, uh, well, that sucks. Th- yeah, that sucks. There you go. Perfect. There you go. Then we got uh, the werewolves. He says, Sorry, we don't serve werewolves here. And the werewolves say... How about a little hair of the dog that bit you? Hey, how about a little hair of the dog that bit you? Great. And then uh, the zombies say, uh, well, fuck it. This place is dead anyway. <laughs> There you go. There you go. That's for not letting me do Archie Bunker. What? Are we, were you going to do Archie Bunker on the no, zombie? No, I was singing along with you, and you, you took over both parts. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Getting back at him, huh? Getting oh, yeah. back at him. Okay. But that was good, though. I like that. You, you outpalled Paul in that one. I take, over, I take over both parts with rage. <laughs> Continuing Wes Craven's quote, My imagination went crazy thinking about what could happen when three such impossibly different creatures were thrown together. Me and Niles hit it off and decided to beat out the story of a very special young man's coming of age. Beat it out. <laughs> and the two unlikely friends he who helped say him survive that. it. He said that. Well, then he said that with tongue firmly in cheek. He decided to beat out the story. This is a quote. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. After a bit of hard... <laughs> we decided to masturbate a couple of chapters while we jacked off an ending. <laughs> After a bit of hard, fun work... A s- <laughs> Wow. This motherfucker. <laughs> you know, this motherfucker knows what he's doing. A series of comic books was born. <laughs> telling not only the we story. We caught him of, in a Kleenex. <laughs> telling not only the story <laughs> of how these three ended up on the run together. Sports talk. Sports talk. But how the central Sports character. Sock. All right. No. If in a real fucking pinch, but no dice. Sports sock. Ugh. Fucking sour. Sports sock. Why are you sucking Sour on your socks? Huh? Why are you sucking on your socks? I'm sucking on my socks. I'm saying, don't come in your socks. Because they get sour? Because <laughs> they get... It's the, Only if you taste them. Yeah, if you suck on them. Yeah. <laughs> That's an all-day sucker sock. But how this central character, Richie, lost his innocence and became one of the most powerful vampires in the world. Yeah, you can make lost tea his with innocence him. to a fucking Hanes ankle length. Apparently. Socky can stand up in the corner of the room. Cushion toe crew. Cushion toe. Gold toe seam. I got to wear this tomorrow. Oh, God. Isn't there a... It's going to cut my foot as I put it on. Protein stands. Uh, isn't there a TV show already that's a vampire and a werewolf and, that comes uh, in and a ghost? Sock and a go- that yeah, together? it's a ghost. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, this guy's fucking jerking himself around. He's like, oh, wait, what if what if there's a vampire and ghost and a thing? Oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's different because we added a zombie. It's different because my name is Snatchy Snatch. And that's the other thing when you kept saying Craven this, Craven that. All I could picture was Craven the Hunter like pitching a show. Which in itself would be an okay show. Yeah. Here's what I'll do. I'll go and hunt the goddamn Spider-Man. <laughs> Isn't he Russian? No, no, no. he's Australian. He's, uh, Australian, yeah. He's he had Australian. It right. oh, okay. Yeah. You don't know much about Craven the Hunter, <laughs> do you? So much for your fucking Craven the Hunter expertise. I think we've put a hole in that. Bing, bang, boom. I'm sure he's Russian. No, nope. two, they, they got, Australia's got two of them. Pyro and him. 
Craven. It must be go. animated you're talking Up about, right? Your dick hole. The voices and animated stuff. And the comics. Fucking If only you had this device. <laughs> yeah, mine's charging. 80s help. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Craven the Hunter, real name Sergey. Son of a bitch! Craven. <laughs> Wait. 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 Talk about your retcon. Actually, it, it is different. Like the 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 eighty four cartoon, he was definitely an Australian. Sergey Nikolaevich Kravinov. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Take that, smokes no nuts or whatever. Right, you're right. Nikolai no patchki or whatever. <laughs> um, Nik- <laughs> Nikolai stop smokeski. All right, but Kravin is a Aussie. Russian immigrant, the son of an aristocrat who fled to the United States with his family in 1917 after the Russian nobility was decimated by the February Revolution and subsequent to collapse of the reign of Tsar Nicholas II. He then moved to Australia. Craven is a maniacal big game hunter who seeks to big game hunter. <laughs> big game hunter. I'm going to hunt them guys. I'm Craven, Craven the Hunter. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stuff you on my wall. <laughs> no, it's anyway. more like it's missing. I will stuff you on my wall. <laughs> now we're talking. Craven the Hunter. <laughs> I'm on the gunt for balls. <laughs> I'm Graven the Gunter. <laughs> you heard about the guns? No, no. Tell me about the guns. You know about the guns? No. no it's, a, really? it's where the gut falls over the cunt. <laughs> <laughs> and in those. Yeah, there's nothing in here about Australia. <laughs> nothing, nothing in here about guns. <laughs> nothing to see here. Craven the Gunter. I don't think they started using <laughs> the, the term the gunt until they noticed the cunt, gunt camel toe. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. She has a triple front butt and a, and a quad gunt. I have to have her. She will be perfect for my trophy room. I will, I will put that in the tightest spandex pants I can find. So now he went to Asia. All right. <laughs> I wanted to do After, that accent go to shit already. Yeah. Oh, so. <laughs> After reading all the way down to the bottom. Oh! That's what he likes to do. <laughs> in the Ultimate not- Marvel series, ah. Sergei Kravinoff is an Australian and the host of his own TV reality show. Yeah. In the TV show, he hunts down dangerous animals and intends to hunt down and kill Spider-Man on live television in order to boost his ratings after his first fight with Dr. Octopus attacking Justin Hammer's New York facility. So is he evil Steve Irwin? Basically. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, You you got exactly right. But it's funny because he still has the name Sergei Kravinov, even though this is... But that's the only uh, reference at all because every other... parents. Every other one, they have his Russian origin. You're right. So... Just the ultimate Marvel. Damn you. He's better on Australian Curse anyways. You your fucking knowledge. <laughs> Here's this month's country. games with gold freebies for Xbox Live Gold subscribers. This month, anyone with an Xbox Live Gold membership will be able to download Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise for Xbox 360. On the 16th, they'll get a new game, Red Faction Guerrilla. Uh, that's a pretty good open world game. For those with an Xbox One, they can download Volgar the Viking. Volgar the Viking is an ID at Xbox game. will debut on Xbox One as a free download. 360 owners can download the games for free and keep them, even if their Xbox Live uh, Gold memberships expo- expires. Xbox One users can download and play the game for as long as they have an Xbox Live Gold membership. What's the game? 
Uh, first, you're going to get uh, Viva Pinata Trouble in Paradise, which is a, uh, a pretty fun little uh, sim game. Okay. And uh, the second one, Red Faction Gorilla, uh, a open world uh, game takes up, takes place on Mars, and a lot of fun. Yeah, you yeah. had a lot of fun with it. I as really, I recall. in fact, that's probably the best Red Faction game they ever released. Okay. That sounds fun. I, I, I do like the open source stuff. That's one of the things I do like about the uh, Grand Theft Auto. Oh, which is another geeky thing I did with Frankie. We went to a couple of the uh, places from the game. From the, you, you went on a Grand Jesus. Theft Auto tour? Well, we, we, were, we were already in Hollywood, so we'd already gone by the Chinese theater. Frankie, look down. This is the curb we stomped that guy's head in. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. Uh, and then we went up to the um, Griffith Park. You know, she hadn't been seeing the Griffith Observatory, and that's pretty cool. It's a great yeah. view from up there. And I still have enough, never been there. You should uh, get Viva Pinata for your kids. It's good. Yeah, okay. Yeah, for well, free. It's, it's free. Sorry, yeah. yeah. You should grab it. I'm, I'm sure Duncan already knows about it. And Wait, he's jumped on it already. He'll get, he'll get home. It's already downloaded. Uh, it's cute. It's the only game Rare did, basically, after that and uh, Nuts and Bolts. Yeah. Nuts and Bolts is good. Damn, they just got to get Nuts and Bolts just right. Oh, it's so cool. I wish they'd be a sequel to that game. And speaking of Grand Theft Auto, Rockstar Games revealed that the PS4, PC, and Xbox One versions of Grand Theft Auto V will allow you to play in first-person sp- perspective. Quote, it's a very intense in-your-face experience, literally, GTA 5 animation director Robin Nelson told IGN. Obviously, we felt one of the most compelling things you could do was make an experience people have had before feel different was the new first-person mode. We've always been interested in it, but it's never really been an option for us, and I don't think we could have put it in the last-gen version. So you have that to look forward to if you want to replay it and the new systems. And retailer Walmart started selling used video game consoles and accessories <laughs> wow. Whoa. on November third. Condoms. <laughs> it's, yes. I thought used condoms for some reason. Well, it's cheaper Walmart than going to the uh, clinic. Oh, but you have to no, go to another isn't. clinic. Hey, you rinse them out; they're fine. <laughs> oh, 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 I got oh, a yuck face wow. from Paul. I'm so proud. <laughs> Just thinking about having to rinse out a condom. <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> Rinsey rinse. In March, the company announced that it would start allowing customers to sell video games for store credit or cash. Obviously, the company... Yeah, hanging out the dry on your fucking laundry line. <laughs> what, that? what the fuck? What's going on there? I'm drying out my condoms. <laughs> what are you doing? I'm reusing my condoms. <laughs> you fucking crazy. Watch no. It. So that I there just... is the death of GameStop right there. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe. Have you, you know, GameStop, there are plenty of employees at GameStop who started there because at one time they really loved video games. And there are plenty of people who work there, work very hard, try their best to do what they can do. That is a tough fucking gig. The things that that company requires people to do, especially coming up on the holiday season, be kind to your local GameStop employee. Don't be an asshole. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. It's not their fault. They're well, forced to ask those terrible questions and do that stupid shit. However, uh, as crummy as their customer service can be, I think it can only be redoubled <laughs> in shoddiness from by Walmart. what Walmart can offer. Yeah. Again, there are plenty of people at Walmart that are great, very helpful, very friendly. I've encountered some myself that are there because they like the job and they're doing a great job at it. But on the whole... Yikes! There are a few mouth breathers. More so when you go there late night. 
Yes. Oh, yeah. Late that's night. the thing. I go only in the bleakest of hours. Now, that's a question. Right, me is, too. Is that, is this, is, I, see, I don't know because I've been in Vegas for so long. Is, is that something here or is that something everywhere? The 24-hour Walmart, is that that's just a Vegas That's everywhere. Thing? And I'll tell you the, I'll well, tell you the thing. It's not everybody, but it's a lot of places. <laughs> there are still some places where Pardon Walmart me, closes. Because it's like a free midnight. show. After yeah. 11 o'clock, it's a free show at Walmart. <laughs> Back in my hometown of Richmond, Kentucky, Walmart is pretty much all you can do after 10 p.m. Yeah, same with my hometown, Bradford, Ontario. Same. Mm-hmm. And uh, lots of people bring our countries out. together. Lots of people go ahead. And again, Paul, same thing. I only, only time ever at Walmart is in the middle of the night because I'm working on something and I need something. I'm working on some project and I need hot glue at three in the morning. Right. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. <clears throat> Stay right there, baby. Keep thinking dirty thoughts. <laughs> Daddy's coming, hot glue, huh? Daddy's coming back hot with hot glue. glue. <laughs> hot glue, huh? I can just see you there melting it with a glue gun. Like, ooh. Ah, Keep thinking dirty thoughts. I'm going to bedazzle the shit out of that snatch. <laughs> <laughs> That's oh, not too hot, boy. is it, baby? Relax. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure there's a website out there. Oh, Let's I'm get like, some googly eyes on there, too. <laughs> googly eyes! Oh, shit! Lay on your side. Put googly eyes on one end. No, shake it, shake it, shake it. Googly eyes go on the other part. Oh, wow. We'd be dazzle the snack. Well, here, let's the just googly put googly eyes let, on the twig and berries. Let's just put <laughs> let's just put googly eyes on top. Put googly eyes up on top, baby. Be one of those. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh Oh, and these 3 a.m. projects. <laughs> you know, and the thing is, I burn myself on hot glue all the time. So when you said that, I can imagine the pain. That's part of the turn on, the pain. That's right. <laughs> the pain and the scar. So you graduate beyond candle wax. line between pleasure and pain. <laughs> I know some people are into that shit, so I'll ask them if they've ever gone to the hot glue. <laughs> 50 Shades of Joanne's Fabrics. <laughs> <laughs> we found the title. <laughs> 50 Shades of Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby is strictly man on top, get it over with quick. Yeah. <laughs> Publicly. That's and you're carrying it to term. <laughs> Publicly, that's And you're carrying it to term. I like that. That's good. Missionary garbage. Uh, Dan Island developer Techland announced that it has stopped production of Dying Light for the Xbox 360 and PS3. The game is still on track for PC, PS4, Xbox One, but last generation's consoles couldn't handle the running of the game, according to Techland. Dying Light is set for January 27th, 2015 launch. And Microsoft announced that the Atari Game Over documentary will be released on November 20th. The project between Microsoft and Lightbox will debut on Xbox Live and XboxVideo.com. The film chronicles the quest of filmmakers to either prove or disprove the urban myth that a massive graveyard of old Atari 2600 cartridges existed in the New Mexico desert. Spoiler. Wait. <clears throat> they're going to play it off like it's a surprise? Well, we they, they're the ones that announced that, that, that it was found, but this is the... This is the, the full-on documentary. Yeah, this is the full documentary of it. Uh, the film was directed by writer-director uh, Zach Penn, who was behind X-Men 2, Avengers, and Incident at Loch Ness. 
The film is an Xbox One and Xbox 360 exclusive. I can't wait oh, to see cute. that, honestly. I've been waiting for it. That's, yeah, so much. I fun. mean, it was, I mean, I thought I loved the premise when it was announced, mm-hmm. and I love the fact that they were actually able to find the site in Alamogordo uh, to dig up all that stuff, and that they, you know, still have a ton of more material well, they for were us at, to see in the documentary. Yeah. They were at the Classic Gaming Expo showing yeah, that documentary. I, I wish I could have got to see it. And if you attended the showing, they gave you a shirt that showed the uh, 2600 ET character on the front uh-huh. with the lot of, uh, longitude, latitude of the um, Lobogoro. Oh, site. nice. So That's pretty cool. I really wanted one of them shirts. Let me guess, only an extra small and all gone? Uh, I didn't go. I didn't get to attend. Oh, yeah, yeah. So they were all gone by the time I Check got there. Check eBay. I'll bet you they're yeah. there. John Carpenter has announced plans to release his first album in 2015. It's filled with all <laughs> new compositions that Carpenter describes as little moments of score for movies made in our imaginations. He's titled the project Lost Themes. It'll be out on Sacred Bone Records on February 3rd, 2015. Carpenter has a long history of composing tracks for his films. He created the now iconic theme for Halloween, as well as the opening theme to Escape from New York and Big Trouble in Little China. So we you're saying it's his first... Big Trouble in Little China. <laughs> so you're saying it's his first album that was a fun of, of actually all his stuff. Because, I mean, there must be soundtracks out there with this stuff. There are that. soundtracks to the films themselves, but this is the first all-original album that's all his music. Because I think the soundtracks have things... Other than his own music. Okay, yeah. yeah. Watching the video on the extras of Big Trouble in Little China. Oh, the music video that he made? The music video is hilarious. It's pretty bad. It's so 80s music video bad, but it's so funny. The Internet Archive, a nonprofit collection of movies, music, books, websites, and games, has unleashed the Internet Arcade, a collection of more than 900 classic arcade games which can be played for free inside your browser. On the Internet Arcade, you'll find classics like Outrun, Millipede, Tapper, and Playboy alongside some not-so-classics like Turkey Shoot, The Three Stooges, and Kangaroo. Jason Scott... Kangaroo! Deve- Kangaroo, I, I remember fucking, that, yeah. I would debate you, sir. Indeed, I like Kangaroo. It's a classic. Jason Scott, a developer of the project, describes the process converting arcade games as surprisingly easy, despite the fact he also acknowledges scaling issues, control mechanisms that don't translate to keyboard or gamepad, and several other minor problems. Quote, my hope is that a handful, a probably tiny percentage of people will begin plotting out ways to use this stuff in research, in writing, and remixing these old games into understanding their contexts, Scott writes. The article I saw with that on it used a picture of Joust as its own. They have a, basically an arcade game. They have it all, especially the eighties, early nineties stuff. That's How much is it? Sixty over nine hundred. Oh wow, that's great! Yeah. And they're all, and they're playable. Um, I tested it out actually earlier today. Um, I used Chrome. Chrome works very well. Um, they, I guess, recommend Firefox sixty four bit um, as far as uh, they having the least amount of problems. Um, I didn't have any problems with with it in Chrome. But uh, I guess it does not work well with the earlier versions of Internet Explorer. I guess if you have like the... Uh, Nothing works with Internet Explorer anymore. No, I, I, no the, I have the, the most recent version of IE does work like the... Uh, I have the most recent version of IE and I couldn't get it to work. You couldn't get it to work? Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, they were, they, were, yeah, they were officially recommending... Fuck you, IE. Uh, Firefox. I do uh, it myself. But Chrome works very so well. The tech yes. specs aside, what did you play? 
Um, I played the Three Stooges game. All right. It just it was the very it was one at the very top of the list, and I just wanted to see if it worked. So I clicked on it, and it'll take you through like to the next page, um, and then you basically click the the launch, and then um, it loads the JavaScript based emulator, and you just you just play it. <laughs> oh, Jeff, keep talking. It's perfect background music for you. Hey, this looks like a kid's game. You idiots. Oh. <laughs> hey, you. That was the I remember that the... that game exists, but I can't remember how, how you... Well, there were, there were, there were, there were two well, very like... different ones. There was a Three Stooges game that was out for the Commodore Amiga, and then later on they redid it for the PC, and it was one of the first to use digitized sound from the actual Three Stooges uh, digitized. I um, believe they films. also released that on the NES. Yeah, I, do, I think they did later on too. Yeah, I'm remembering <laughs> an I image remember of, of the Three Stooges done in very simple pixels, like orange and black. Now, the Three Stooges one that is yeah? on the website, okay. the Internet Archive, is the actual arcade version, which is very much that you know your standard up, down, left, right. You're just in a box, and you're you know you're moving your character in the four directions, trying to gather. Uh, keys in this case, and then you can pick up a pie and throw a pie. So it's not True the Stooges. it's not the 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 one using the digitized images and stuff that you see later on. It's very eight bit. The one on the NES had the thing where you fought it fought the clam chowder. Yes, that's yes. that's the there you fought the clam chowder. Trying to rescue crackers from the clams. Yep, and then you had a uh, pie fight. Yep, we had to aim the pies just right or something. Yeah, that's that's boxing, the port that Larry started boxing, on the Amiga. Larry boxing. You had to run and kept tripping over things. Yep. Is terrible. It's not a good game. Terrible Larry, game. the intellectual core of the three stooges. <laughs> Larry, man, he's the one that lived the longest. <laughs> Just died. And while you're at the Internet Archive, that's the place where I found all those old computer game magazines for free. So there's a lot there. Yeah, they're they're really <laughs> trying to do something with that uh, something great. That's you know, take advantage of it. You know, yeah, somebody'll buy and censor it. We we talk about knowing your roots. This is the place to go to know your roots. I mean, you know, you've got all these classic games, you've got the classic magazines, and they're doing it because it's important. It's an important piece of history. Yeah. Harkening back to an earlier story, a Los Angeles Superior Court judge has approved Activision Blizzard's motion to dismiss the lawsuit brought against it by former Panamanian dictator Manuel Noriega in July. Oh, yes. The lawsuit claimed that Noriega's image was exploited and his reputation was damaged by being included as a minor character in Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Quote, Noriega fails to provide any evidence of harm to his reputation. The judge wrote in dismissing the case in part, Indeed, given the worldwide reporting of his actions in the 1980s and early 1990s, it's hard to imagine that any such evidence exists, unquote. The judge also ruled that due to his limited role in the game's narrative and his uh, his absence from promotional material, Activision's use of Noriega was protected by the First Amendment's right to free speech. Quote, this ruling is an important victory and we thank the court for protecting free speech, said former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani, whose law firm represented Activision in the case. This was an absurd lawsuit from the very beginning and we're gratified that in the end, a notorious criminal didn't win. This is not just a win for the makers of Call of Duty, but a victory for works of art across the entertainment and publishing industries throughout the world, unquote. Well, yeah, I mean, and not just even publishers of video games, but also publishers of any type of fiction. You know, print fiction, 
television fiction. Sure. I mean, if, if, if he'd have won this lawsuit, it would have set a dangerous precedent for trying to incorporate a real-life character into any kind of sure. movie, television show. I'm sure the guys behind comic uh, book American Horror Story are watching it closely with their yeah. American Crime Story coming up. Right. Yeah, exactly. So it's based yeah. all on true cases. Glad it was dismissed. And, you know, it was dismissed for all the right reasons. I mean, it would have killed the guys. <laughs> the guy is a public figure, whether he likes it or not. And his <laughs> his, his history his is, history is well detailed. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not like they were throwing anything out there that Hitler's you know, reputation was anything in new. He used to be oh, a pitcher, he now it. he's a catcher. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Although I think making uh, Imelda Marcos his henchman who was throwing shoes all the time, I think that, that was, was over the top. that was a stretch. That was yeah. they they could have gone without that. But mm-hmm. luckily, like most people who play Call of Duty don't know who Imelda Marcos is. Yeah, so they just do all over the head. What's over your head? Write to us. Comments at UglyCouchShow.com and watch the Ugly Couch Show itself. We'll tell you what to watch, what to read, what to play. Apparently that uh, uh, Advanced Warfare that launched today is, is buggy as hell oh, really? on the, the two next-gen consoles. Uh, it's, of course it's, it is. It's like major install problems That's for, the status quo for, for both the Xbox One and the PS4. Yeah, but, so it's not, it's, it's it's not seem, unique to either. But it seems like those really buggy stuff, it tends to be those big multiplayer war games. Yeah. Call of Duty... Uh, Triple A Battlefield. There's a thousand people working on the fucking game. You sure, know? and there's right. so much that can go wrong with so many things right. that right. you can't squelch them all. But <clears throat> Battlefield was such a but to release. Well, but this is this is an uh, the, at that the, level. That's the thing. It's it gets and it gets getting more and more to the point where, and that's the the fucked up thing about the consoles now. It's becoming more like the PC. Duncan was Duncan was telling me something about uh, um, Grand Theft Auto where they screwed around. Somebody had screwed around the code, so they're like kicking the recoil up on the tanks and they got it so that they also made anti-gravity on it so they had the well, hovering tanks the, the pc versions yeah the pc versions there's mods out the wazoo for the you can do there's an iron man seen mod the for elephant one right i don't think i've seen the elephant one no i'll show you the elephant one didn't minute. you fly a tank in one of the older uh uh it was the same kind uh, of thing if you did that if you got like the, if you the if shooting you, just if right you, you could make it yeah tank fly yeah, yeah. My favorite mod to date is still the Macho Man Dragon for Skyrim. It's so good. Oh, it's no. so good. Oh, yeah! Pretty fucking great. <laughs> Pretty fucking great. Nice. Until next week, I am Master Torgo. Your mom's favorite candy. 80s Jeff. I'm, I'm amazed. That's the first time it's stayed the same from beginning to end. Uh, fact check Andy. <laughs> That's what Floppy she Matt. Hey, we'll talk to you next week in Geek. Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, but... I think a lot of the buggy games, especially, is the fact that they have such a hard release date for these. That's it. Yeah. I, they, that's a they huge release part it of no it. No matter what. But what's the most interesting about this is that it's a problem with the install, that they're having install issues. Oh, and like uh, something that you actually need to have to play the game. Okay, that's a little different. Popping it, in. <laughs> and it has something. And it ha- it's it's on both systems. It's something to do with the actual like required update. It's like while you're installing it, if the update tries to it tries to do the update simultaneously, which with most of the games on those two consoles works just fine. Apparently, it's causing problems. So they're saying go through and delete your file. Like uh, I want to say that the uh, the PS4 version was something like 40 gigs. So you have to go through and and delete 40 gigs and then re-download and install Whoa. after you've put the disc in. It's the thing like. 
you're looking at the new systems that come with a terabyte drive, and they'll still fill up in no time. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's because you're you're installing in some cases, you know, 50 gigabytes sure. of data. I think our PS4 insane. is down to like 120 gigabytes of space. That's insane. Yeah. I've had to empty the fridge so many times on my 360, but I've got these 32 gigabyte hard drives, little flash drives, full of games, like four 32 gigabytes full of games plus my 120 all stacked up. Sure. I never had this problem on my Merlin. <laughs> <laughs>